Alright. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa, hey, oh, oh, didn't see you there, guys. How, how, how's it going, man? How, how's your day going? What are you up to? What are you up to on this fine day, you know? On this fine, sunny day. <laughs> and then you look outside and it's just raining. Uh, hey, well, hey, man, this is Corey. This is your old buddy, Corey Lovin. This is a podcast called Tangents, man. Uh, you're in the you're in the right place if you were looking for tangents, right? This is a graphic design and illustration podcast where I have uh, conversations with my buddies and uh, my design and illustration buddies, right? And in, uh, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, here, Twin Cities, hometown heroes. Uh, you know, this is kind of where I just have a monologue in the beginning, kind of the the Conan O'Brien monologue. You know what I mean? He's a He's an inspiration to all of us, right? But uh, it's kind of where I talk about random shit, you know, or how my day's going or what I've been up to, you know, uh, to kind of little buffer to introduce uh, the, the conversation. But, uh, you know, well, what have I been up to, man? I, You know, not much. I've been doing taxes, been doing that. Oh, shit, man, that, you know, oh, that, that's getting a little, little, little crusty back here. But, uh... You know, waiting to the last minute. Oh, man, because I got to pay in and shit. You know, self-employed. No withholdings. All that. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out, all right? Stop worrying about it. Uh, so I'm busy doing that. You know, applying. Applying for other, like, full-time gigs, you know? Because I'm doing the freelance shit. But there's, you know, highs and lows to that. That's what I always say, right? You know, so it'd be nice to get some steady income and uh, and, and uh, some camaraderie. A group a troop of people that I could uh, bounce ideas off of and shit like that and just be around other people. Uh, you know, I miss that. I miss that. So I'm trying to hunt hunt for that. Hunt for that gig, right? But uh, there's highs and lows to that, dude, because, uh, you know, I've done a few interviews now. I've done a few me. I like to call them meetings, uh, not really interviews. Interviews just seems very like there's a lot of pressure there, you know? I'm just going to be myself or whatever, you know, trying to be myself, but like, uh, you know, not, not, not keep the tangents to a minimum, right? Right. But, uh, you know, there have been some really good ones, but there have been some, ooh, ooh, there have been some not so good ones as well lately, you guys. Oh shit, man. I, uh, I remember I was at a place recently and, um, you know, I it was just like a, a design luminary. I've, I heard great things about them and their shop and stuff. And they were looking for a designer and shit. It was like a junior level or something, though, even though I'm kind of like senior designer. But, you know, times are hard, guys. So, uh, so I just applied for it. And I was like, yeah, let's go and talk with them. That's cool, you know. And then they, they, they sent me an email like a week later. And they're like, I forgot that I applied, you know. And then they were... And then they were like, hey, Corey, we'd love for you to come on into the shop. Uh, you know, I won't say any names, you know, you know, but uh, and, and then they were like, bring your portfolio, parentheses, hard copy, you know, you know, some shit like that. And then I was like, oh, man. And then I was like, oh, dude, you know, but I was good. I was nice about it. Right. But then I like emailed them back and I'm like, yeah, you know, about seven years out of undergrad year, I don't I. I haven't really updated my port my physical portfolio at all, but if you want to see the the craftsmanship and, and, and details and shit, that I get it. I can bring that in. But most of the projects that I've done live have, live online, uh, you know. And in 
PDF presentations or whatever that I show people when I go to go to meet with people or whatever, you know, and uh, but they wanted me to bring the hard copy, right? Whatever. So I, I brought both, man. We're going in there. Hey, there's already red flags here, you guys. But you know, again, hard times, right? So so we're going in there flying, man. I'm I'm doing my parlor tricks. I'm doing parlor games and stuff. No, no, no. I I was pretty pretty tame, but uh, ooh man, it was like sitting in a boardroom, dude. You know, just a just a motley group, man. You know, uh, well one person in particular. The other the other ones were really great, man. But uh, really nice people. But like I'd you know I'd go on you know offshoots and tangents when I was talking to shit. And, like, the person, the main person, they said, uh, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you already said that, you know. They would say shit like, what's your favorite project of ours, you know. And I'd think about it and be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, try and think of one from their site and stuff. But their site was kind of dated and whatever, you know. But, like, and projects were, yeah, whatever, man. But, like, that happens. That happens. It takes forever to update a site. I get it. But, uh. I couldn't remember tons of the projects in particular, you know, so I, so I was just like, yeah, well, you know, uh, it seems like you guys are really into timeless work, and, you know, you got great, like, a lot of a lot of printed materials, a lot of identity work, and marks, and uh, printed promotional items, brochures or whatever, shit like that, you know, and, that, and then they were like, uh, so, but what projects in particular? And then, and then I'd go, I'd like, for, go on some other tangent, you know, accidentally, and then they would be like, so you don't know any projects. It was just such a weird, fucking uncomfortable interview, man. It was so, it was so toxic, man. The environment was toxic, you know? It, it, they were so, uh, uh, this person in, in, in particular was just so fucking, I don't know, man. I don't know how they do it on Madison fucking Avenue and shit. But like, you know, you don't got to be, you don't got to be, I can't coat this shit. You don't got to be Minnesota nice, man. But like, just, you know, just be fucking human. Just be nice to some, just, just be nice to a person, you know. And I was just very like, talked down to. They were very rude to me. And, you know, it was just so fucking weird, man. I remember I... Oh, man. Oh, or some other weird parts. They, they would always say, like, yeah, sit down, you know. They'd be like, oh, move over here so you can you can click through better, you know. Or, like, do this. I mean, shit, man. They, they were the one driving the show, which is fine. That's cool. I don't need to drive the show. But, uh, shit, man. You know, I was just, I felt like a like a toddler, you know. I feel like I was, like, their, their child. And I was being spoken down to and that kind of a shit, man. It was just, like... It's just so uncalled for, you know. You know, at one point uh, in the interview, they said things like, uh, you know, uh, make sure there's no spelling errors. Make sure there's no spelling errors. You know, uh, are you good at writing emails and shit like that? Because a lot of our designers need to write emails. You know, and I, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm pretty good. And yeah, I used to write poetry and shit. Yeah, I think I'm good, man. You know, uh, dude, it was just like. Oh, it was just fucking crusty, man. And then, and then I would like look at the other girls, and they weren't talking at all, man. The other designers, the senior designers, they were just like sitting there, just like terrified, you know. I just like looked at them, and I and I was like, man, are you guys, are you guys happy with this, you know? Are you? And I'm like, just, just jump in my coat, man. Let, let's get out of here, you know. Let, I wanted to rescue them or whatever. 
But maybe they were happy. Maybe they were happy, man. But it wasn't it wasn't right to. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me, right? Hey, I don't blame them. You know, whatever. That, that shit happens, man. But, uh, you know, that... Well, you know, at the end of the meeting, she was like, well, you know, shoot me an email of what, you, what you're thinking, crunch some numbers for salary or whatever, and then get back to me, you know? And then, uh, uh, oh, shit, what happened? Yeah, at one point, she was like, oh, yeah, make sure there's no, no spelling errors, you know? And then I left there, and I was just like, oh, shit, man. You know, I was just like, a relief came over me, man. And I was just like, oh, man, I never want to... I never want to turn out like that. I never want to be that type of a person that's just so judging and rude to other people that they just, that they don't even know or they just met and shit, man. Just totally uncalled for shit, you know? But, uh, you know, that, you know, a few days went by and I emailed them back and I said that, I, you know, I was nice. I'm a wholesome Lutheran here, man. I was the better man, whatever. But, like, shot them a thank you follow-up email and, uh, you know, but that, you know, that didn't, I was like, yeah, thanks for meeting with me, you know, and all of this, and, uh, I, I, but there's other opportunities that have come up, you know, but, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time, so, you know, thanks a lot, it was great meeting you, you know, I was nice, but you know what, you guys, that didn't stop me from, uh, putting in a bunch of intentional spelling errors in that follow-up email, oh yeah, oh yeah, you bet I did, <laughs> All right, man. Well, whatever. All right, off that soapbox. There you go. We're still we're having other interviews, man, and the, some of the, those are going great, dude. Anytime here, uh, they're gonna that that phone's gonna ring and they're gonna say, Corey, how how have you not been hired yet for a full time gig? That get in here, man. We need you. We need your 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 charisma and weird irreverent nature and your silly jokes. And, uh, and your good work, you know, we need that. We need all that in uh, in here right now. Uh, get over here, man. Here's a uh, here's eighty grand or whatever, you know, whatever. No, not not that much, but you know, hey, uh, we're trying, man. Okay. Anyways, guys, um, guest guest on the show today, our old buddy of Studio Minneapolis fame, Ross Brugink. Yeah, man, good good dude great guy uh you know we chat about a lot of stuff man graphic design and illustration and threadless ashton kutcher you know there's some tips on how to outwit muggers uh talk about zelda and uh our old buddy dan olson uh and target and abstract art and shit man and, I, and i'm already saying too much man so let's uh let's let's go to the studio all right Well, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. This feels weird because we were just talking earlier. Yeah, it was. Now I, feel I know. All we, official. I'll tell the podcasters yeah. that. Yeah, I know. We always record. Whenever I record, buddies, we are always like chatting for the first like fucking half an yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. And then we hit record, and I'm like, oh no. What, what, what do we talk about? What do we talk about? Yeah, they miss all the profound things I said. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> 
Hey, there'll be plenty more, I man. I hope so. How are you doing lately? Good, good. What, I, what have you been up to? Well, um, should I should I do work first? We could. I mean, personal? we could go down the line. Let's... I mean, I mean, how did I? You know, how did we meet? I always like kind of starting with that oh, question. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I don't remember. I it was at Studio Minneapolis. That was yeah. when we first yeah. met. Yep. Oh shit, yeah. man. And I think you told me like. Maybe it was. <laughs> what I you told me like a story about when you got <laughs> mugged or something. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't, believe I, I can't believe I said that story to the whole group when I was there. I, I don't. I I might have watched a video of you doing it too, something like that. But you definitely had a story with you, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> I there now. I gotta say the story. I feel mm-hmm. like okay. This is the abbreviated version, you guys. It was it was years ago. I ended up walking home from uh, Sweeney's in St. Paul at bar, and uh, it was only like three blocks to my place. And my buddies were like, "Hell, they were walking back with me," and they were like, oh. you know, their <laughs> house was closer or whatever." And then I still had like two blocks to go, you know. And they were like, "You want me to walk you home, Corey?" And I was like, "Nah, man, it's good. I'm, yeah. It's like 11 p.m. We're in fucking Saint Saint Paul. We're fine, right?" I walk home, and I end up like, just like, because I had two beers, right? Corey, two beers, open. <laughs> so then I'm like walking home, and I'm walking on the sidewalk, and then I see two guys like, on the other side of the street, just in their car, and the, their car doors were open, and they were just looking at stuff in in the back of their car or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, cool, it's their car. And then I realize like, there's a kid that like, all I hear is like. Like running behind me, you know, and then and then I turn around and there was this, there was this dude and he was like, "Hey man, I'm not kidding around." And I like turn around and I'm buzzed and I'm like, "What's this shady lane shit, man?" And <laughs> and he just looked like a horse, like just like a face mask and shit. Oh, yeah, geez. yeah, like a white white undies over half of his face <laughs> or something. And then I was just like, "Oh no!" And he was like, "I'm not kidding around, man." And then I like. Luckily, at that point, I was like a block away. Oh, yeah, he had an empty soda bottle. It looked like an orange crush soda. It wasn't broken, but it was just like empty, you know? And then I was like, and I was like, oh, man, I was, I was like a block away at that point from my house. And then I was like, ah, oh, no thanks. And then I ran. I said no thanks. And then I ran home. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a, we had a white picket fence. And then I ended up just like, like oh, did you jump over it? Well, I almost did, dude, because I was running, and then I, like, slowed down, and then I was, like, and I looked to see if they were still behind me, you know? Yeah. And then, and then they weren't, because I was almost going to, like, jump over the white picket fence. And then, then I just, like, slowly just, like, open the gate <laughs> and just close it. I love that you were held up by an orange crush soda bottle. I swear it wasn't. And there was a white picket fence. I well. swear it was an orange crush soda in my memory. I don't remember. Yeah. Punchline of the story, I said no thanks, the wholesome Lutheran that I am, right? I don't <laughs> yes, know. That too. I don't fucking know. But anyways, yeah, yeah. that that was probably the yeah. story that I yeah. that I told it was you, one which, of those, which is yeah. a funny, weird story to tell someone the first time you meet them. Well, you have lots of stories, so it's definitely one of those. But but it was it was yeah, it was great. Yeah. I met you at Studio Minneapolis. At Studio Minneapolis, yeah, yeah, man. Good times there. All right, so yeah. you were there anyway. I was there. You yeah. were there for a while. Okay, but yeah. where'd you... Rewind. rewind. Where'd you study at? Uh, 
College of Design, University of Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> Twin Cities. <laughs> I like that you leaned into the mic. <laughs> it used to be the College of Human Ecology when I that's, started there. That's what it was called? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And yeah, they didn't didn't change it. Don't until... they have like two separate campuses? Where isn't there a St. Paul and a Minneapolis campus? Yeah, yeah. So the St. Paul is like graphic design, um, apparel, I think some retail merchandising classes there. Um, an interior, I think most of those classes are there. And then, yeah. um, Minneapolis campus is more of the landscape and architecture. So, okay. Okay. Um, but we had a screen printing studio there. Oh, no shit. And the art students have had their screen printing studio too. And ours yeah. was just a dump compared to theirs. Really? Yeah. Oh, it shit. was, it was, you know, but it was great because that was like, where I spent like so many like winter nights like in yeah. the screen printing studio like burning out screens and like so did you up. so you did a lot of screen printing when you were there yeah I you mean that? that was like I feel like for a lot of designers that was like the first love was a yeah. gig poster you know oh yeah um, yeah I, I I love them too yeah. and our prints and shit yeah so certainly just, just using that a lot and that was the like one printing resource that you didn't have to spend much money on either yeah. you could do for free yeah so you could do like your metallics or your your white on black printing and stuff right. like that so yeah man um yeah so college of design university of minnesota all right um graduated with some talented people and who uh, else was in uh, your um, graduating class any buddies that i would know uh you know Chelsea Brink at all? I know Chelsea. She's, she was in. I there. mean, I know of her. Yeah. If she's listening right now, <laughs> she's like, I don't sure. know this guy. I you really got to name drop some people here. Um, <laughs> well, my friend Bobby w- went to school there. He works at Amazon now. Oh, okay. Um, Shit. Where's where the fuck is? It? Aren't they? Are they in Seattle? Where are they? Yeah. Yeah. Are they? They're in Seattle. Oh, he wow. lives in Minneapolis. Yes. So. Um, oh, okay. Working yeah. remotely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was great, and still got friends that um, went to school with. And, yeah. You know, it was a good time. Where did where was your first gig out of uh, out of school out of undergrad at U of M? Um, a little place called Spunk Design Machine. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. I have that written down Formerly on here. Known I thought as... I thought you did. I thought I swear I I like forgot for the longest time that yeah. you used to work at Spunk Design Machine. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Johnson, mm-hmm. huh? That guy's a character. Yeah. Hey, yeah, He's there's awesome. Jeff out there listening. So good in the universe. Yeah, a, a character, <laughs> a good dude. I, I how how did you get in touch with him? I I did the informational interviews. You know, really the, the way to um, you know kind of fake interview and just hope there's an opportunity available, a project that I needed doing, and <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, a garbage portfolio when what? I graduated. It was you it was serious? really not that not very good. It was very very like rough. Like mostly just like gig posters, really? concert posters. So luckily he he saw something in that which I am really thankful for. Well, you're, we're was, probably was pretty working. harsh on ourselves. I mean, looking yeah. back, uh, looking back from where we are now, of course, like our student portfolios were shitty compared yeah, but, to now, you know. But uh, but it was it was bad. Was it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, my first right. m- portfolio. Um, I 
it was like a huge like acrylic briefcase that I like made myself took me like 40 hours to like assemble and it was just like this 20 pound thing that I lugged around with all my my (laughs) prints in you know on the foam core like in the briefcase okay and (laughs) I was so proud of it because it was like clear and I thought it was super modern even though there was a big crack in in the lid (laughs) and I was just like so pumped about it and then the first person who interviewed me um and portfolio one-on-one was like yeah you gotta change your book like oh wow <laughs> so i had that and i think that's why i showed jeff too so yeah man i i, w- I was lucky for sure that's um, crazy man yeah so it was a a silly place just how long were you at spunk um i was there for a year and a half i think okay and there's like just a there was um Sam Michaels was there. She was I think Oh shit, sure. I didn't know Sam Michaels used to work there. Okay. Um crazy. And it was it was it felt like a, a college dorm room kind of just <laughs> really? like kinda of loud and <laughs> and just like a lot of bow and arrows uh, flying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeff yeah. you know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it was so, That's so crazy, fun man. funny and yeah, it was a it was a good time. Well he's just a Jeff Johnson man, just a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those people that he's I don't know. Yeah, he's just encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. An encouraging designer, yeah. you know. But still like well, I haven't you could probably say this more than me, you know. I I haven't really worked with Jeff, but I just know him as like a a human being you know yeah. and stuff but like uh so i don't really know what it is like working with him but you yeah. know I, I just appreciate those i don't know instructors when i was in school and shit that are like constructive mm-hmm. certainly you know but yeah. like that are never like just like d- above it or just like right next yeah. you know yeah. or just yeah. assholes yeah. about it you know because i feel like there's a i don't know i think everyone has those yeah. kind of swiss designers where they're just like this is yeah. shit, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just like, well, why is it shit? How, why is it not working? And let's try and figure it out, you know? And you don't got to polish shit, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't got to be always Minnesota nice shit, you know? But it's like, yeah, I think it's important to be encouraging, but he also was, being constructive. He was definitely very encouraging. And he would get, like, yeah. excited about things. And yeah. Or he still does, I assume. Um just like very also like very outgoing which i think is pretty rare for um yeah for designers to be um like overly so like not just like he's going to talk to you but he's going to like introduce you to people and like yeah man um he he gives a lot too which is really sweet so yeah man. like my working there pretty much um the different connections I made since have, have all stemmed from him and working there. So it's amazing how much like a place that you really love or like just early on informs a lot of what mm-hmm. you do currently. Mm-hmm. That was with me. I could say the same thing when I was at CSA Design too with Chuck. You know, mm-hmm. just just mentors. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're just like so great to have. Yeah, man, yeah, definitely. You learned so much. So he yeah. was cool, dude. He yeah. grew it. He grew his. 
uh, beard out for like a year and a half or I something because that. he had like a, a dream about it. So, really? so that's when I was that like, was All right. that's good. Yeah, my first project was for Oxygen Plus. I remember that project. It dude. was it was really cool branding and packaging. Yeah. I'm not sure if wasn't the products. Wasn't it like yeah? Wasn't it like oxygen like in a can that you yes. would just like inhale? They yes. were like selling it like it was almost like a fucking Red Bull or something. Yes, right. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah well, was that company out of minnesota or think, what i'm not sure yeah they might have been somewhere but that was a, a fun one it's a trip man so i got some some free oxygen what, there too. what kind of projects did, would you do there was it a um, lot of identity work or yeah just a, so, just a wide range of like posters and yeah logos and packaging with that project oxygen Plus, it was probably like you know, wasn't it like a lot more packaging kind of stuff too? Yeah, and I I didn't know what the heck I was doing, so yeah, that was I, someone else did the branding, and it, it was pretty much just plug and play and sure. put things together. But they did, I mean, they still do like a you know the branding and the packaging, and I feel Fun like things. they're yeah um, yeah now replace for right right man yeah, yeah dude replace um, design check uh, it out. Yeah, so I'm trying to think what I worked on. They they did the College of Design um, identity system uh, I when I that. started. So okay, that was one of my first assignments was doing the the brand guidelines for that. Oh, that's crazy, dude! It was yeah, it was massive and probably over overly cumbersome. Um, <laughs> but because I I probably took it way too serious, like like doing like step-by-step directions of how to like open a file and like save really? it <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous um so that was that was a, a big project there i was putting that identity system together yeah um and that was pretty meticulous too really um probably overly overly so like i said um trying to think what else i worked on they did um and still do a lot of stuff with like the co-ops yeah, um, like so, sewer so and stuff, right? Fun stuff, yeah. Sewer co-ops, yeah, and then there was then one out of equal, like Equal Exchange, and the oh, yeah. one out of California. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that identity. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, so good stuff. What about um? We were talking about gig posters, and I was looking through your site, man, and uh, well, I'm just amazed how much uh, your aesthetics vary over the years. Yeah, you know, stylistically. And what you've like pursued and become interested in over like these last like six seven years whatever right, right? yeah it, like it amazes me but there was one project in particular that you did for the Triforce tribute the poster yeah. show yeah yeah Kapora Gabora what is that that's the owl yeah. oh yeah. yeah that's the owl <laughs> that's his name is the owl in the game yeah. in the Zelda yeah. games I yeah. didn't even know that <laughs> well dude I because I was in that same yeah, show know, and then yeah. like and Alan Peters had like a po- there was yeah. like three or four Minnesota designers yeah you and I both that were in this uh, the Triforce Tribute poster mm-hmm. show that was at Land Gallery in Portland yeah. with our buddies uh, Joby and yeah. friends Josh and Colby yeah. and then always with honor Tyler and Elsa yeah. And they kind of put the Zelda show together. I was I missed the the boat for submitting and I was oh, really? so disappointed. So I emailed them like 
No shit. I don't know. It was over Christmas break or something. Oh, I that's just great. really wanted to be in it. Did you email Josh and Colby or what? I think so. Yeah. 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 I can't remember who. They were yeah. both kind of, always with Honor and Shelby, they were both kind of running. Yeah, so I was super pumped that I got to be in it because I yeah. love Zelda. So yeah. Got the old uh, Hyrule Historia on our coffee table. What it's is like that? The, it's the like... The history, the oh, the, it's the like encyclopedia a book. of oh, like shit. Zelda history okay. and lore. Okay, it's usually not out on the coffee table. I should say it kind of okay. gets put put away because I don't think my wife wants our guests to, to know that to, we have to read up on Hyrule. Yeah, isn't it funny that I always called like Hyrule? I was like Zelda, and then I was like, yeah, Zelda. I'm Zelda, the little boy with the wooden sword. Oh man. It took People me like ten so years. It took me ten years to realize that it was Link. Yeah, you could say the same thing with like uh, Samus and uh, Metroid. If you mm. ever played that game, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you're just like, well, that that's kind of different. But it was, it was like you're like ah, Samus. I don't know. People just assume they're like you know sexist or whatever. But they're like he's like yeah, he's a guy. And then he's like, and then I think in the end of the game, I never beat the first game, but apparently they're like, it's a girl. And then you're like, oh, badass, man. I didn't even know. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So video games. Back to video games. Video anyway. games, man. Well, what, I mean, what'd you do after Spunk? When did you leave Spunk? Uh, I... Man, oh, what, whatever. It's foggy. We don't it's need. Foggy. We don't need to know the date. But yeah. like, what? What? Where did? Where did you go after that? I freelanced for a bit, and really? I went to Q. Oh, I um, remember Q, which yeah, was yeah. a connection from from Jeff. Okay. Um, and I I did like they were working on Southern Comfort and um oh. some Jack Dan. I didn't work on the Jack Daniels stuff then. They were redesigning the okay. Um the the core bottle yeah um so i just kind of did like uh renderings and like kind of blowing things like their their branding out on different okay um, designs so i did that and um worked at heart camp which is now ideas mm. that kick and yeah i feel like they're oh i worked at larson for a little bit it was all like two months stints or so dude that's crazy um i didn't know you were at larson too yeah it was i mean there's all these like you know people that you meet along the way like yeah um but it was and then so um from q like those guys worked closely with dan olsen yeah and then i met up with him um i don't during the summer and he like had a project, and I think he just needed some help. So that's crazy. So I started working with him, and yeah, and then Dan also at Studio Minneapolis. Studio Minneapolis, yeah, that's crazy, so we, man. We worked together on stuff, and yeah, um, and then it just slowly escalated, and um, and then he started Studio Minneapolis, and we were working out of his like dining room ta- yeah. table, you know. <laughs> Humble and, beginnings. Yeah, humble beginnings. But it was great. <laughs> like he he like I, I owe so much to him. He's he's taught me so much. Like yeah. and yeah, I'm not just saying that because like oh, even yeah. then my, my portfolio was like I, I didn't quite understand like how to sketch or like yeah. how to to develop like 
good logos that weren't like based on trend and sure um and so like with him it was just like always learning and um it was just really fun too because he's such like a a human being who cares about yeah, like other people he's working with so so yeah, that man. was was a fantastic fantastic time and we moved from there to a place um on university avenue we put up our cargo site i saw that like because <laughs> it, it the studio minneapolis used to be in the same building as brew yeah right creative yep. or something yeah, like that. yeah yeah i don't even so know where i space think i've, I've heard of them but i i yeah and that's what and they were like so giving to us because we were looking for a space and they just had extra room and they were like oh why don't you like come in and we'll help you out so i feel like that's something that's very i want to say very unique to minneapolis is just like all these um people just kind of in the same boat as you and just like willing to help help each other out and and pass names on and stuff like you're not all like trying to be private and yeah and keeping like all of your resources to yourself you know yeah it's, man the um, world is big enough for uh all yeah. designs you know communities and studios and agencies yeah i feel like a lot of people you know some old timers and shit are like oh they're taking our jobs you know but it's like well man you know all the more fucking reason to differentiate you know it's like well what what makes you what do you do you know Mm -hmm. and and what is the reason that the client should come to you kind of for like that reason you Mm -hmm. know That, that, that doesn't mean that you need to specialize in a certain niche or whatever but it's just like yeah i i I think there are enough clients you know to go around yeah yeah yeah, definitely, and I feel like people realize that you'll probably end up working with like another person someday. So like, it's so helpful to yeah to just like support you know each yeah. other and yeah. That's rad. That not to get too too sentimental or anything, but always to say it yeah. so. Get to say it so. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing yeah. that like Brew was just able to open up their kind of like yeah. space. Yeah. Because and... at the time, I remember now that we're saying this, my friend, old friend Emily Weigel in Oregon. Hey there, Emily. How you doing? You know, Emily. like like that. I was yelling from like a mountaintop, <laughs> but like Emily and I went to school together at CVA. But she used to work for a brief time. I don't remember how long, but she worked at Brew Creative, okay. right? And yeah. um, in I remember her telling me about Dan Olson, that, and that was like the oh, first time yeah. I ever heard about yeah. Dan, because I knew like, like partnered with, you know, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I heard stories about like, because I knew that Dan used to work at Duffy Duffy and Partners for the longest mm. time, and then the, you know things happen, and then, and then Dan kind of went off on his own kind of thing too. But yeah. I, but I remember hearing like Emily was telling me she was like, yeah, I work with this guy Dan Olson. He's like one of the nicest, like coolest yeah, guys yeah. I've ever met. And then I was like, what? And then yeah. I was like, I need to meet this Dan Olson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then enter eventually Studio Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah he's like working with him for I think I worked. Yeah, how long six, were you there? Six years, five years. You were at Studio know. Minneapolis for like six, five, six years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just learned a lot and just, it was like a very organic growth too. Really? Like it was um, just working hard and with like him and the other people there and yeah. just getting more more comfortable, like leading things and 
presenting things and then that's great just, man i don't know i feel like there's definitely that was like the trajectory of yeah. design growth for me yeah i was working with him and the other people studio minneapolis so well you, well, you guys yeah. made a lot of fucking great projects that came yeah. from that time you know mm-hmm. yeah and they still are still crushing it still more to come no joke man no joke um gosh there's so much to talk about to threadless threadless you've done a lot of projects over the years yeah a lot of tees a, a lot, lot of design lots you of have a video tees a video do, that yeah. threadless made called <laughs> like threadless made yeah right? or yeah. something like that yeah threadless made a threadless made video how, how did that come about um did they just contact you they did yeah because you yep. just had, had done yeah. a number of designs already yeah. yeah so i feel like i'm so conflicted about about threadless because really? it, how well, so it it's kind of weird i am and i also like i really enjoy it and love it because yeah. it is crowdsourcing you know like sure um but at the same time there i feel like they uh, compensate artists quite well yeah um and the way that i've always thought about it is like you're you have an opportunity to create things without like um it's more of like an artistic expression like it's not yeah. like some branding assignment where you have like a, a brief and you're trying to meet like project goals right. it's more like an opportunity for you to like expand your your skills and to yeah. explore um you know your abilities so yeah. that's that's kind of how i looked at it i just think i've been pretty fortunate that uh, things have gone gone through with them yeah um so so it's been like a, a really nice supplemental income but then at the same time there's there's times when like i feel like i really have a great design and a really good idea really? and then it doesn't get printed and then like nothing. <laughs> and then i'm just like bummed and... oh, but yeah, the good man. thing is you can reuse that idea and recycle it so sure i don't know it's kind of like mixed feelings on it yeah honestly um because I... you know people are like oh crowdsourcing like sure man i i think evil. with threadless it does seem a little bit different than crowdsourcing in this in the sense that you do a design but it seems a little more open. The design, the aesthetic, and the idea, it feels different than if someone came to you for, like, a website for a crowdsourcing, like, logo. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, we need you to make a logo for, you know, uh, Phil's Fishery Fish Shack, <laughs> you know, some shit like that. And then it's just, like, an exact, you know, logo. Yeah. You couldn't reuse that logo. So it right. seems very yeah. specific towards, like, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Whereas, like, a T a t-shirt graphic seems a little more open to in the sense that it's just like well it's a little bit more fun i don't know it, i don't know it could be applied to different things you know and, yeah. and it's just like and if it doesn't if it doesn't get printed then i don't know it just feels different a little bit different to me than yeah. than like making than a bunch of designers making logos for the same same client and then the client just picking like their favorite one right you know what right. i mean yeah but yeah it technically is still crowdsourcing <laughs> yeah but um yeah yeah, yeah. and i it it is um so so there is that disappointment when things don't get push forward but they're they're also yeah. really good too with like 
um, compensation and like royalties and also really? yeah like we get a check every you know every month because of like past sales which is really nice because it's it's just supplemental income and yeah. over time that that adds up and is really I didn't sweet. know they did royalties that yeah is they, nice. they changed it um oh recently uh I think like a year or two ago okay okay um, so so that's, that's great. sweet and they also like they don't take exclusive rights to anything either so that's nice. you can submit stuff for like cotton bureau or yeah um or you can which also i mean that's crowdsourcing essentially too because yeah. the crowd is right paying for it right. i guess you're not i guess i don't know there's probably some differences it's all a little gray but how does threadless work with like uh because with threadless it's different than cotton bureau to certain in the extent that with threadless you need to you vote right yeah yeah how many vote and and with cotton bureau it's just kind of like well you need at least like 12 people that yep. would purchase to pay to order or whatever yep. and then if you get 12 people that would purchase for it then they'll print it yeah but it isn't until like they hit like 25 or some shit that you actually start making right income off of it yep. you know which is which is difficult to do mm-hmm. <laughs> it's difficult to even get like 12 for it you right. know what i mean yeah it really it's like someone's got to really want a tea yeah to, a t-shirt to, if, they, if they're gonna drop like 30 30 35 bucks on it you know what yeah. i mean a graphic tea yeah but Which, like yeah so threadless is um th- there's the voting yeah but the votes don't necessarily determine the the winner of the really? contest. It's all all chosen by the staff there, and they, oh, okay. they probably have that. trend. Yeah, people and um, sure. I don't know. They they're prob they probably know what will sell the best. Yeah. Um. So I feel like there's always that learning curve too of trying <laughs> to figure out like okay like what what's cool these days right. Like unicorns are out, spacemen riding skateboards are probably out. Like, <laughs> <What the> fuck? <laughs> um, is. Yeah. So, so they end up choosing it. Um, yeah. But, th- but they, you know, it's not like their their taste is, is bad. Like, it's mm-hmm. usually pretty consistent mm-hmm. um, product, and it's good. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I always say like I'm. I'm done with it. I want to do just like client work or work for myself. But yeah. but then I'm always like, oh, I have a cool idea for this this design challenge, and so I'll do it. Yeah. And, well, I think it's just yeah. cool. It's easy to. Well, it's just nice to see a product or a design or something that you create get printed. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody needs clothes. We can't mm-hmm. be naked, right? So it's like, you know, might as well wear something that you think is cool or funny. You know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, well, for sure. T- Dovetailing. dovetailing is that a term i think yeah, it is yeah, a term it is yeah. off of off of threadless and tees and graphics there's a little company called dna is that right maybe i'm saying oh, it right it's with yeah. ashton Kuch- <laughs> ashton kucher and demi moore yes, i yeah. was oh i was doing research on this ross i was yeah. like watching all the videos yeah yeah i got a bullet point list here I found an amazing photo of fucking you and Ashton Kutcher, like, yeah. wearing your fucking shirt yeah, yeah. of, like, a dove. And then, like, well, that was pretty. Well, yeah. it's some bird or something. Yeah. But tell us about that. <laughs> well, how Man. did, what is that? And that how did is, that happen? Yeah, that's, 
that's goofy. So that was a threadless contest. Really? Spon- yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they did and still do um, partnerships. And so that was with the DNA fund. So it was Demi and Ashton fund. Right. And it was about raising awareness <laughs> about about sex trafficking. So like a very yeah, a very good Crazy, very good cause. Serious so, topic. Hell yeah. Um so so yeah, I submitted for it and yeah. um and uh went to New York City. That's crazy with man. my betrothed. And uh, man, wait, what? Wait, what? What is a patrol? What is that? I haven't heard that word. My fiance. Oh yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Jessica. Yeah. So we had just went to, to New York City. There. That's nuts. Yeah, man. we we were engaged like um, I don't know a couple of weeks or a couple really right before we flew out. There. Really? So we they we, they like had this party, this like fundraising thing at um. Yeah, Stephen Allen, um, who was another partner in it. So there were like right. threadless Stephen Allen um, DNA, which is now I think called Thorn. Um, oh sure, they changed their name since I don't think they're a couple anymore. Oh uh, yeah, ooh heavy. <laughs> yeah, Ashton, if yeah. you're listening, you know. Uh, sorry yeah. about that. I don't, I don't know. This is when tangents turns to TMZ. Yeah, the rest of the episode is gonna be us talking gossip, about celebrity gossip, gossip girls about a celebrity. Okay, yeah. that's so, great. Okay, but it's Thorn now. Yeah. And uh, so we went to this party. It was awesome. We got like <laughs> they they flew us out there. Um, I got like a little shopping spree, which was really sweet. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And where? It was Where'd you at, get? at Stephen Allen, which oh, is like shit. really like quality clothes and yeah I, i've gotten a little gotten a little bigger since so oh, me too that. man actually that jacket i wore tonight though that's that's oh. remnants of that oh nice um, anyway there you go um so the point of the story is uh demi and ashton <laughs> were there yeah and um my fiance then jess and i were there yeah and <laughs> We met uh, Demi Moore, who was like super nice. Really? Oh, and her you pronounce it Demi. It's not Demi. Demi it's Demi. Um, so you guys say a little bit quicker. Too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we met Demi, and we were like, "Yeah, we just got engaged," and she was like so excited. And then I didn't have a ring for Jess then, except for this like ring I this like cheap ring i bought etsy and uh she was like looking all over jess's hands for like a diamond ring and there was none available i felt like i felt like such a a peasant Uh, yeah not every person can be a fucking can make a hundred grand sorry demi so yeah it was a it was a fun night and but she was great it it was cool i don't know I, yeah, I was definitely a little nervous and anxious as as per usual, but yeah, but man, it was, it was it was a fun time. So there, yeah, there's um, a funny photo that I found of uh, you and Ashton, and you guys, are, and you're just like smiling. Yeah, in front and of is Ashton. he kind of like creeped out? Like, yeah, yeah, you seem pretty happy, but yeah. he was wearing your shirt. He oh, was yeah, wearing your yeah. shirt that you designed. Yeah, with a little dove and like a little writing on it. Yeah, 
this kind of like fractal polygonal kind of like graphic tee. Yeah, 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 man. No, it's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so... stumbled upon that today, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's you brought that up. <laughs> it's Rosh and Rosh. Why do I keep on saying Rosh? It's Ross and Ashton. Yeah, yeah. So. That was, that was a good time. I'm glad you found that. Oh, I'm glad I found it too, man. <laughs> I think I Google imaged that shit, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and recently, I mean, let's continue on. Mm-hmm. NRDC. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. I don't even know what it stands for. Yeah, the... I know bears are involved. <laughs> yeah, it's and the nature. Natural Resource Defense Council. Which I didn't know what it was either. Are they out of like they're where are out they out of, of New York? But oh, they're really? I think they're in like seventy different countries, and okay. they they work through um, legislation like trying to get uh, environmental acts approved, like safeguarding the environment, all that stuff. Okay, all that good stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a really really cool place because they, you know, they they do support pro protesting and and kind of social actions but they're also like very much on that legislative like um legal side of things trying to yeah trying to push push uh things through for the environment um so they had a bear and it it just was kind of dated like their their crest um, oh yeah their their old logo Mm -hmm. right right or the one that they, they had at the time yeah so they needed a new a new bear and uh, yeah, man. the guy they had a creative director there um his name escapes me but he was fantastic to work with um it was just pretty much just working with him um were you doing this at studio minneapolis at the time i was, or did, were I, was you gone? At, I was contracting for them just a okay. freelance assignment for okay them. okay um yeah so it was it was good because he just saw my work on on dribble yeah um wow which has since turned into an avenue to to get work um it's not so so yeah it was it was really fun because it it was like a very ideal assignment like yeah it we we had like a, a structure i sent sketches he approved some gave feedback gave yeah. him design Gave feedback and then getting final design it was done and it was like all written like you know it's so rare when things actually go like oh, yeah. by plan through oh, the yeah. process but it, it was great and totally. they, um you know they were a paying client which is always a good thing. <laughs> yeah yeah good to <laughs> um, get paid for what you yeah, do absolutely so um yeah that, that was a fun project and I, I don't know i feel like i really enjoyed doing it but just animals you yeah. know and in, in general like different animal illustrations and logos so yeah i'm glad that that they were able to find me and was able to do that yeah it seems like a lot of your work on your site and projects that you've done in the past on your own threadless yeah. shit or with studio and icons and logos that you've done it seems like there's a, a recurring theme of just like a lot of nature animals yeah. things like that i think what do you think that is is it just fun to like make I, maybe it's just something about like animals and making them graphically yeah, that are yeah. probably way more interesting and compelling looking as opposed to just like a face of a human being, you know, right, or some shit right. like that. I you know, think, I, I, what do you think? I was it? thinking about this um, yeah? on Sunday and because I was trying to prep 
mentally prep. Okay. Um, but I was, <laughs> I think that is part of it. Like, yeah. that, like animals signify so much more, you know, like a lion feels proud and yeah. like um, a deer feels graceful. And you can use all those attributes to creatively represent like a company when you're doing a, a mark for, for sure them. and there's like i hate to use the word mascots but there is that like hmm. um it it's fun like to to have like something other than a human being as right. as your um representation of, of yeah. your company or of your business um and then also they're just so much more compelling than in my mind a lot of times than like a, a hammer or like, yeah then an object yeah yeah pictographically yeah i, I don't, don't know, know if that's a word it... but yeah yeah no i i probably agree and maybe it's just something more like a metaphor or analogy yeah. for like uh, you know just like oh what does this signify yeah uh, uh, totally. aside from the sense of it just animals visually i iconography of them probably being more intriguing yeah. you know yeah and you can I mean, I think sports teams are a great example. Like, you can yeah. rally behind um, an animal a lot yeah, easier a good than point. you can behind an object. So, yeah. I don't know if you apply that to, like, a business or something. It, it, it's always fun. Yeah. Like, the, the Brave New Media logo that um, oh, yeah. Christina and I worked on. Oh, that's like, great, that man. That one was super fun, like, yeah. to, to sketch. And then, it's a beautiful one. Um, like... I don't I don't know. And then I think the other part of it is just um just like we we live in Minnesota and I think a lot of people here like have that affinity toward sure. toward nature and yeah. um I know my my dad um works for the DNR and really? always went camping as a family. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. They like wow. they live in, you know, way out in northern yeah. Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and and so there was there was always that like appreciation growing yeah, up man. which i didn't quite realize and i don't know how much that affects um what i do now but totally. but there is that that intrigue and yeah and enjoyment of portraying na- nature graphically hell yeah you're a target now yes yeah. there's a mural there's some monoline iconography oh, yeah, that yeah. you did for the target express yep yep that is another one of my favorite projects of yours, and I think it's really well done. And uh, I don't know, how, how did that happen? Um, they needed a graduate from the University of Minnesota. Oh, really? So that helped me a lot. I think. I did, like, specifically, they were I looking, think they were, like, Target yeah. was looking for Yeah, because, like, That's what's nuts. different about that is they have, like, a, a, a little plaque that says university by university of okay. minnesota alumni so i th- that came about um adam hoganson at target recommended yeah. me and i worked with him on it yeah um and and yeah um that was a really nice project too like as far as as process goes because it was sketching concepts choosing a concept yeah they're doing a design having some small like it was not a lot of revisions and then um moving forward with it so sure um it was really like pretty smooth sailing and i think i would i did the the art crank paul bunyan riding the bicycle poster Mm -hmm. or that might have influenced the the choosing of it but that was also when monoline wasn't quite as 
uh, trendy as sure. it is now. So yeah, man. Um, I've I've had a lot like requests after for monoline illustrations and really it's. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a good thing, but it's also like, man, I want to like do some things with shapes. Sure, <laughs> man. Sure. No, I mean it's a beautiful yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it and, is fun, and, yeah. and I do think you're like one of those people that, like, early on, like, kind of like associate a lot of like you and Studio Minneapolis with this just kind of like monoline, like marks and aesthetics and things yeah. like that. You know, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of other aesthetics, of course, that Studio does too. You yeah, know? but yeah. it's just like, yeah, I always tell people that it it is like pretty popular, like in trendy or whatever, like currently monoline, but like. I even know that term i don't even know right. how it came apart like who thought of i mean it's a cool it's a cool name yeah we're talking about mono earlier with like mono in, records you look in the uh like the old like design books yeah like the old logos like those are all quote monoline oh sure too like yeah. i don't think it's anything new yeah right i just think people have gravitated towards it recently i feel like yeah. it can be done really well or it can be done really poorly because if you're doing like concentric circles or something or like a, sure. a a curly cue if you don't have that like geometry all right yeah like you're you're pretty exposed um <laughs> sure. because it, it's there's not a lot to it it's a monoline you know yeah man um so i think there's good ways to do it and, and bad ways yeah sweet man when i saw you recently and spoke yep. to you about this podcast yeah tangent and i was saying I'm thinking of doing a show, you know, or some <laughs> shit like that. Because people have told me, buddy Jason Strong at Latitude was like, oh, do you have a, you, are you making a podcast or something, man? You know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, anyways, I remember seeing you at like a gallery show. Mm-hmm. So lately you've been doing a lot of like your own acrylic kind of like paint. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What what about these like kind of abstract kind of paintings that you have yeah. going on? Yeah. Um, do you use acrylic? Yeah, they are what? acrylic paints. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'll I'll spill the secret. Oh, there. you don't need to say no, how you no, make I them. will because you can just YouTube it. <laughs> okay. Figure it out. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a liquid acrylic, so golden um, fluid acrylics are one. And um, yeah, I've I've used those um, in like color theory class when yeah. I was in art and design school. Yeah, and with Liquitex soft body is is the other acrylic. Okay. Um, so they're those with um what's it called you add it to to the paint i always forget the word but you so like a retarder or like pouring a... medium it's okay. called okay um you add that to the paint and then yeah. it makes it really like viscous and it will just kind of it makes it like watered down without losing it the the color saturation Ooh. so you mix those up in cups and it's kind of like screen printing at least the way that i've been doing it yeah um so you, so you have these cups of paint or or ink, which I usually call it just because I'm used to, to screen printing. You have to mix enough to make sure that you'll have enough when you're you're actually doing the the piece, and you just pour it on there. Yeah. And then you rotate it, and um, you can like blow on it, or you can. So you like physically move this like yeah. piece of wood or whatever you put it, or whatever substrate you put it on. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So I've been using MDF board, and yeah, um, yeah, and so it's all just from gravity, and um, crazy, it makes these man. really cool. It's like marbling, you know, it, and it yeah. has that 
have like topographical landscape yeah feel behind it definitely them. feels like uh, there's a lot of um like different colors that it just kind of feels like i'm looking at a <laughs> the surface of a planet yeah. or something yeah or some type of typographic topographic like map mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah so like the the process is pretty straightforward but yeah coming from the the designer approach there's like i i've been trying to you know it it, a lot of it is just like expressionism and just like doing what like a composition that's intriguing yeah Uh, i think first and foremost that's like what draws you to art but i always want like a deeper story behind them sure um so i've been more trying to base it off of like graphs and charts of like concrete data so a lot of them are based off uh data found um from weather yeah man so it, so like the different colors will represent um different things like like amount of rainfall or um sure the, the different temperatures so i'll make these graphs um which are very like straightforward and pour the paint to begin with to match those graphs and then i'll I'll rotate them and abstract oh, them. Man. So, so all of them come from this place of analytical, um, straightforward um, data, and yeah. then it's all all manipulated. And the idea is that we have um, these times in our lives uh, where the facts are there, and then our recollection of the, of those those times are often like reinterpreted and rethought out so it's kind of the the manifestation of that that's crazy man that's my my artiness well yeah (laughs) it kind of feels like a fusion of infographic means fine art yeah you know just like yeah there's something really abstract and beautiful about it the the fun thing too is like the the way you put down the the paint is different than i probably would approach it if it was just like expression really um because it forces you to to do things in new ways and it gives you like a reason for the the layout of the initial color and everything so yeah man yeah it's fun um it's it's definitely like a a nice escape to just create visual things without always thinking about like the target market and And the demographic yeah yeah yeah, yeah, for sure yeah so, yeah, it's super fun. Another side of the brain, but not really because it's still like creative yeah. too, you know. Yeah, yeah and that's but, like. But there aren't any clients or anything either, right? I mean, fine art in that regard, right? Potentially, of it being like more about a, I don't know, yeah, just emotion just like and the feeling. Artists like creation, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, I just started like I'm trying to figure out like pricing and all that. And, yeah, man. Um, but it's fun. I don't it's it does seem sometimes like a little um self-indulgent or something you know like well because design is always serving a purpose or at least that's the goal sure you know and this is more just i guess the purpose would be just something pretty well yeah man but But there's an idea there and there's a reason for sure for sure but like the client design graphic design work used to be called commercial art right yeah that that shit is for like a client and it's Mm -hmm. for like a purpose and and there are limitations 
and guidelines and shit like that. But yeah, I mean, I've always had that struggle of that balance between fine art and graphic design, you Mm -hmm. know? Who was it? I read like an... I was watching like a David Carson, you know him, he's like a graphic yeah, designer, yep. the, the old typographer from like the 90s, and that, well, he's still living, he's not that old, but um, it was very like uh, experimental typography and stuff like okay. that, you yeah. know, and yeah. just like weird shit and stuff like that. I think he did a number of like uh, <laughs> Nine Inch Nails album covers, mm-hmm. big fan and... Big fan of Trent Reznor over here, right? Right. But I, there was an interview where David Carson was talking about that, and someone asked him, "How do you feel about personal work?" You know. But then he was like, well, "What do you mean? It's all, it's all personal." You know. Interesting. It, and I kind of, and I loved like that response because I, I, I think that's like spot on. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like. I don't know. It's so mm. difficult because it's like, yeah, graphic design, commercial art, it is for a client and stuff like that. But it's just like, at the same time, they came to you for a reason because they like your ideas or your aesthetic or your approach and things like that, you know? Right, and it's right. like, it's kind of working together with the client and shit like that. But it's like, you know, I'm always, you always want to, at least me. I want to put myself into the work, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what makes it like human and real and and beautiful or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's debatable. I yeah. don't know. Some yeah, people feel the opposite about yeah. it that, and then they're just like, "No, you can't have it be personal work." Yeah, you know? yeah, because like your client has a distinct point of view, and like you're sure. representing that and not yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I I always I always uh debate about that it, especially like yeah with logo design because there's there's trends out there and it's like well it's relevant you know to yeah. people today but am i just following like what's cool now right or, or like with a an idea behind a logo or even like a visual style or a color palette you're using or sure you, there's that debate of whether or not it's if you just like it because it matches your your own personal taste, or sure. if uh, if it's actually like meeting the the uh, qualifications of the assignment, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like at a point you just you just need to be like, well, I'm I I have pretty good taste, so yeah, I'll just go forward with it. Yeah, man. Yeah. See yeah. where it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that is always a a struggle yeah um, thinking for, about for that the artist because i i always struggled in the past with being like i'm like i was always like i'm not an artist i'm a graphic designer yeah and an illustrator you know what i mean but it's like but it is art you know mm-hmm. it's all like a visual like aesthetic and idea and that kind of a thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah the clients change and with fine art, I, I, it, it does seem more, it's like, it's more like in, personal and, and just like whatever you kind of feel like you're not tailoring your, your, and there's not as many limitations, you know? Yeah. Or appeasing a client and things like that. Yeah. Pros and cons to each. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Anyways. Yeah. Like uh, it all. <laughs> what? Well, that's why I want to do graphic design in the first place, because yeah. I, I want to be an artist, and I heard you can make money being an artist, being a graphic right. designer. So. Right, man. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's a viable option. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I got That's... into... Di- 
I got into design because I liked like album covers. Yeah. Or at the time it was like CD covers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Or cassette tapes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Asterisk Studios. Did you ever follow I've, them? That was like I've heard of them. creature. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don and Ryan Clark, right? Yeah. yeah, that totally was. Yeah, that I was mean, a dude, I'm from Jersey. Wilmer. I'm from Wilmer, Minnesota. Oh. Sunshine Music Festival. Oh, okay, okay. Nail bands, yeah. Can we st- can we talk about Tooth and Nail Records <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, next absolutely. hour? <laughs> I dude, they were like uh, two thirty eight. Man, Chris Staples, one of my favorite fucking bands, one of my favorite musicians. You know, but like, it's funny that I'm swearing when they're when they're like an alternative kind of Christian. Band. But whatever, man. They were like, you no, know, yeah. Early Page of the Lion was yep. it, David Bazan now was on to, mm-hmm. Tooth and Nail Records, yeah. but um. Donna Ryan was... Clark, they were originally Asterix, what, studio? I think so, yeah. Something like yeah. that? I yeah, don't know exactly. Based in yeah. Seattle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, now Invisible and Creature is, is in Seattle. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they did a lot of, that's kind of where they started, doing a lot of shit for Tooth and Nail Records. Yeah. A lot of those bands. How many Tooth and Nail bands can you name? <laughs> Fucking A, man. I think it's different now, because like in the, oh, yeah, I'm 32 now, right, Ross? But like in the... But I loved a lot of like the late '90s, early 2000 bands. I don't really follow Tooth and Nail records anymore. I couldn't tell you like who's still. Hopefully, Starflyer '59. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Jason Martin. I think is his name is still on it. But I, I still love yeah. fucking. I still love Starflyer '59. 238, uh, Stave Saker. I think they were originally yeah, yeah. on it. Well, then there was Solid yeah. State, which was like oh, the heavy metal, oh, like yeah. sister yeah, record label of, yeah. or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I remember we uh, loved MXPX when I was. Oh, yeah, dude. MXPX is fucking great, man. And, oh, they're amazing, dude. Oh, uh, man. They're. Yeah, they're amazing as well. Chick Magnet. <laughs> Uh, slowly going the way of the buffalo. Yes, that fucking that album is. A... That record is still good, dude. Yeah, Tooth and yeah. Nail is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. But they were a weird record label where it was like a fusion. Yeah, it was Christian alternative music and stuff. And you know, I think I, that was their guys. They were able to. Yeah, reach it would, a, Well, a it was kind of like a fusion of that. I don't really think Two Thirty Eight was very. I don't think Chris Staples... Now it's Chris Staples. He okay. just does solo stuff. He's the lead singer of 238. Okay. But I love the shit out of that band, like, growing up yeah, in, in, like, high school. And, like, yeah. There's ones where it's like, they don't really feel that... I mean, their lyrics aren't... It's not Michael W. Smith, man. <laughs> you know? Yep. I love Jars of Clay. Oh, yeah. But it's not, it's not like, contemporary alternative Christian music. You know? It's just, yeah. like, there's... I don't know. It was human yeah. and there's shit like that. Yeah. And and uh, I don't really practice that much anymore. But, like, that uh, Tooth and Nail records for me growing up was was certainly a, a you know, a, a very influential kind of, like, Absolutely. label. Label. Yeah. yeah. I remember course. Slick Shoes around there. Oh, sure, man. And, uh... What, was he his legend on there? Did you ever listen? To them? I don't like remember. I do. Re- I, I do recognize that name of that heavy. band. But yeah, yeah man. I, yeah. <laughs> I tried listening to them the other day, and it oh, really? did not not go well or long <laughs> okay. at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out, Ross. Yeah, you bet. All Hopefully right, I, man. I gave you a podcast there. <laughs> That's good, dude. Yeah. All right, we'll see you. Cool.
Oh man, that was great. Oh, thanks to our buddy Ross, Ross B, Ross Brueging for uh, being on the show today, man. Visit his his uh, online goodies here. You got you got a pen or something to write this down, you know, maybe or just type it in or whatever. You know, his Ross's website is Ross Brueging. B-R-U-G-G-I-N-K dot com. And uh, he also has a Dribble. That's dribble.com slash Ross Brueging, man. And, uh, you know, got the links in the show notes. Clickety-clack. Click it. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks a lot for being on the show, Ross. It was uh, was good chatting with that dude. Love that guy. Uh, Credits, man. Tangents, guys. Uh, you can stream this shit on SoundCloud, and you can subscribe on the iTunes store under the podcast app. Just search for Tangents, and it should be the first one that pops up, man. The music today by our old buddy, Yasuki Satsumi, from the freemusicarchive.org. Love that, love that. Sentimental stuff. And, of course, interlude music by... By our buddy Sheridan Fox. Uh, good dude, his website is sheridanfox.bandcamp.com. And, uh, you know, links in the show notes for those guys as well. They make great music. And, uh, you know, I, I encourage you to check them out, man. The, I feel like the, the shows are, are better because of their work. So, uh, thanks to those dudes, man. Uh, alright man, I think that's it. Thanks for hanging out guys, we'll uh, we'll see you down the road. <laughs>